Hi everyone, you are tuning in to Learn FM. My name is Lian Tan, and I invite you to join me on a learning adventure through this podcast, where we discuss topics related to learning, growth, personal development, and more. I hope that you are able to digest the information that we'll be sharing and start applying some simple tips and tricks into your daily life. And don't forget to share your learnings with others, because when we learn together, we grow together. I highly recommend that you take time off screen to listen to this, or even go outside for a walk. Of course, please be mindful of your surroundings and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by DSM. DSM is a global, purpose-led company in health, nutrition, and bioscience, applying science to improve the health of people, animals, and the planet. DSM's purpose is to create brighter lives for all. In this episode, we are going to get digital. So, when we talk about digital, what does it mean to you? Well, for me, it is all about the gadgets that I own, and I am a gadget freak. I love reading about the latest technology advancements, and also figuring out which phone I would probably get next. But let's be honest, I can talk all about digital and technology, and there is no one else that will be better than our special guest, Peter Dew, who is our chief digital officer at DSM, to tell us more about his take on the digital world. Hello, Peter. How are you feeling today? It's the first time we're actually recording in the studio live with any of our guests. Hey, Leanne. Um, how am I feeling? A little bit nervous, to be honest with you, ah. because um, I'm not very well prepared. You very kindly sent me a list of questions which I haven't studied. So yes. um, hopefully my spontaneity will um, bring out some um, interesting conversation yes. today. And I know digitalization is also about being agile, right? So maybe you can do a little bit of that testing today. Yeah, let's try and stay away, <laughs> but stay away a little bit from the rather overworked A word. All right. <laughs> I love that. So I, let's start with some icebreaker questions. Go for it. Yes. So I'm very curious, what's your favorite app right now? I went to an art gallery on Sunday and I loved a piece of art and the lady in the art gallery gave me a QR code and I took the QR code home and held it on the wall and downloaded an app and she sent me a link via email such that when I held the app I held my phone up using the uh, the camera on the screen of the phone and the app. I could see the piece of art from the gallery superimposed on my wall at home. Oh, wow. So it's like you, you got the digital version of the artwork. But looking full on my wall when I looked at it through my phone. Oh, gosh. What is so the name that's, of that? I okay. think that's what they call augmented reality. Okay. But that's pretty cool, isn't it? It is. And how many gadgets do you currently own or use on a daily basis? My phone, obviously. Mm -hmm. My iPad. Yes. I have four Microsoft Surface devices, and I'm going to come back to that in a minute, why I have four. Um, I have a Sonos sound system, obviously a TV. I have all these Apple AirTags and my watch. Yeah. I have a ring that's measuring my pulse um, as I speak with an app. Yeah. Back to the Microsoft yeah. Surface thing. So I'm really, really um, privileged 
to be part of what's called the Microsoft Customer Advisory Board.、Mm-hmm. So Microsoft have about thirty customers only worldwide, who form part of a group that meet on a regular basis, and they send us on a regular basis devices. To um to try out. So the reason I have so many is that these are pre-release devices. Ooh, yeah. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? So you get all the sneak previews. Yes, but I'm not allowed to talk about it because I've signed an NDA. So oh, I will let you off the hook this time and not ask you about gadgets, even though I'm dying to know. Well, let's come back to Earth a little bit. Where is your favorite place on Earth? Cape Town. Cape Town. Yeah. yeah. And why do you love it? It's it's just a magic place. It has culture. It has history. It has the most stunning scenery. It's it's a mountain stuck in the middle of a city with phenomenal beaches around it. And and the other interesting thing I think about Southern Africa, which people don't realize, is it has amazing sunlight. I think the quality of the light is quite amazing. So easy for me to say Cape Town. What about you? Well, my favorite place on Earth has to be any island on Greece. Oh, really? Greece, yeah, I love Greece. It's just like watching Mamma Mia. So, and last question: What kind of reality show would you be in? I'm addicted to to really bad TV. <laughs> so,、um, I'm not a Kardashian, but I watch it. I really. There's this, I'm getting quite embarrassed now. There's this thing called Below Deck. Have you seen it? No. So below deck is about these people who are working on yachts, private yachts,、yep. the crew on these private yachts, and it's the most awful TV, but brilliant TV on the other hand. So I'm probably something like below deck. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, please watch. It's on.、Oh, it's、yeah. on Prime. Okay. And Netflix, I think as well. All right, I'll definitely go watch it. So Peter, let's talk a little bit about yourself and your professional life. How did you come to become the CDO today at DSM? I joined DSM in 2016. As the CIO、yeah. and the head of shared services, as a person, I think as we gathered already, I have a passion for technology, and I'm a change advocate.、Um, I'm never quite happy with the status quo in any aspect of my life, and I always can envisage something that I think is better. So I came in to help DSM with its. IT journey, technology journey, and the formation really of a really world class shared services organisation. It was interesting for me though when I came to DSM, digital wasn't really part of what we were trying to do.、Mm-hmm. And as the head technology person for the company, I saw it as my de facto responsibility to advocate it, to advocate digital. And to help the organisation understand it, such that we could ultimately begin a transformation that we are now on, and I'm sure I hope we have the opportunity、oh, yes. of talking about that today. The role of the CDO, though, came about because when we sat down and looked at all the constituent parts, we felt that this advocacy, this driving digital strategy, was a position in its own right, and the exco and the CEO at the time. Asked me to step into the role to do the job that you know I'm doing right now. So, following up on your role as a CDO, I think a lot of us are very curious. What do you do all day in your role? Okay, I'm busy. Yeah.、Um, I work hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I spend all day on teams, like everybody else. Yes.、Um, I have the most amazing fun time, but 
My job, so its chief digital officer, is to orchestrate, and I'll come back to what that means, the digital transformation of our enterprise. So probably everybody who's listening to this podcast at some stage in their career so far have observed some kind of transformation mm -hmm. in an organization that they've worked. Some people worked in organizations before the PC was invented. Some people worked in organizations before SAP was implemented. Some people worked in organizations before the internet took hold. Mm -hmm. And nearly all of us worked in organizations before we had mass digitalization. Yeah. Digital, so that's the 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 all-pervasive application of all technologies has the potential to disrupt our organization and our company and the world and as well as enable our company to be something very, very different, to be closer to our customers, to offer a much greater and um, immersive employee experience, for us to be much more efficient, for us to sell more, for us to produce things at a lower cost. Now, it's important that we understand how digital could disrupt as well as how digital can enable us such that the DSM of the future takes full advantage of everything mm -hmm. that technology can do for us. Yeah. And you know, IT was a department. Yeah. Digital is everywhere. Yeah. And we all have a responsibility to be curious and informed about what digital can do for us as a person, as a citizen, as an employee, as a family member. Because it's everywhere. Yes. It's not just it in our job. It's not just in our home. It's not just in the doctor's surgery. It's not just when you go to the cinema. It's not just when you take your kids to school. It's absolutely everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we are all already completely digitally enabled. Look at how we are talking now. Mm -hmm. How this broadcast will be disseminated. Yeah. Um, totally digital. Exactly. Well, you already answered one of the questions that I was going to ask, actually, which was, um, whose role is it to own digital? Uh, it's yours. It's mine. And, and mine. Yeah. Everyone's. Yes. Thank you. But let's build on that yes. a little bit. So if we all have the responsibility, yes. you could say, well, come on, it's not my job, it's all of our jobs. If we all have the responsibility, it's important that we all understand what that entails. Mm -hmm. But our company can only really transform itself digitally at the speed of the slowest person. Right. Because Ooh. we have to take everybody with us. So this is a huge people transformation. Mm -hmm. And what are we doing at DSM to help support everyone on this journey? That's a good question. A lot. A lot. But it may not be obvious to everybody. So one of the things that we've been working on to try and get digital closer to our employees where they are located is we've um, formed these things called the digital movements. Mm -hmm. So in the various regions of DSM across the world, we have digital movements which are being powered by the regions themselves to encourage people to learn and participate and think about ways in which they can use established technologies or new technologies to make their jobs and the company 
a better place to either work or a more efficient place for us. So that's that's certain regions are ahead of others, but generally we have movements um, which is digital transformation by the people for the people are taking place across the world. We also have digital guides. You will, um, Lee, and I know very well. You know very much about uh, X Time. Mm-hmm. The biggest single X Time initiative that we've ever done is actually our digital guides. Yeah, where I think we have is it. Two hundred and eighty. I or think three hundred. Three hundred. Are you a digital guy? Yeah, I am a digital guy. Well, then you should be answering the question. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but I mean the digital guide, as you know. So you signed up via an X time yes. opportunity. Yeah. To um to become a digital guide, and what's your job as a digital guide? My job as a digital guide is to volunteer or just to help our colleagues understand more about the Office three six five tools that we have at DSM. So how, how, remind me, how did you become a digital guide? What happened? So you mentioned the X Time platform, and for our listeners out there, X Time is actually a project marketplace where our employees can post different kinds of projects and raise their hands to spend X amount of time on this project. So I think I volunteered to be a digital guide because when I saw this post and I thought, "Wow, this sounds really like me." I, I'm really always ahead of the digital trends, and I just want to help my colleagues out understand more. About what they can do to use Office 365 tools to the fullest advantage at DSM. And then, and so, so you have access to training. Yeah, you have access to trainings every few weeks. There is a webinar that you can join, like how to do change management, project management, and um, digital tips and tricks. And then people come in with best practice examples. And then you share with your colleagues, yeah. and you help your colleagues kind of move. Um, their digital understanding and knowledge, such that they can themselves learn and and get better. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. you for being a digital guy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> so Peter, I I think we used the word digital a lot in this podcast, but what does it mean? This word digital. It's a much used word. Yes. And what some would say an overused word. Mm-hmm. For me, it means the. Application of any technology in a DSM context in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It, it and I like it to be big and broad. I do not want it to be so well defined that we can't move as it moves. All right. One 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 thing I would like to mention, Lien, is that people often try and think. So why is this happening now? Mm-hmm. So why at this point in the development of humankind? Has this everything come together where we are now moving into kind of a hyper technology enabled world? And there are three key reasons in my my mind why, and they're technology reasons. So, if you don't mind, I'm going to get a little bit technical. Oh, I love this. Yes. Okay. I was a programmer, a computer programmer, yeah. in the late 1970s and. Uh, early 1980s. That's how I started my technology career. And the problems that we had in those days was that what we wanted to do with these very, very big computers um, was more than the computers were capable of doing. So when we wrote our computer code, we had to write it in an efficient way, so that it made maximum use of the processor. And maximum use of the disks because yeah. disk storage was expensive, and processors were expensive. Mm-hmm. This was before networks, 
And as the 80s and the 90s progressed, we were able to access more storage and more processor and networks, computer networks became available. So interconnected computers across long distances. But we were always constrained by one of the three things. Either we didn't have enough storage data, we didn't have enough processor, or the network didn't have enough bandwidth. Yeah. They constrained us. It was always one or the other. Yes. The first time, the first time as a, as a CIO, I bought a terabyte. Do you know what a terabyte is? <laughs> yes. It's what's on my mobile phone. Yeah. The first terabyte of storage I bought cost me a million US dollars. What? Yeah. So that's how we were constrained. Now, fast forward to 2021. Guess what? There is no constraint. Yeah. So we have unlimited storage. We have unlimited processor. And we have unbelievable network bandwidth. So what that has enabled us to do is to imagine or reimagine a very, very different world Mm -hmm. to the world we could imagine with technology when those were constrained, when I was an 18-year-old COBOL programmer. That's the difference. And that's why we are in a digital era, because we have unlimited network bandwidth, storage, and processor. The purists listening to this would be saying it is limited. There is a limit, of course, mm-hmm. but it, but for the, the sake of what we try to do in DSM, we can consider it unlimited and cheap. Yes. For the first time. As a consumer who uses the cloud a lot, I'm really shocked that one terabyte used to cost a million USD. So. Yeah, so you mentioned the cloud. <laughs> yeah. And by the cloud, you mean stuff that's happening somewhere, and yeah. I don't really care, but it's unlimited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the cloud that's powered it. That's your unlimited storage and your unlimited processor. Yeah. So that's why we're here. So sorry for being a little bit technical. Oh, I love the story. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of us out there probably don't realize how privileged we are these days compared to in, in the past. Because I just take for granted that I'm just so connected all the time to internet. The bandwidth is crazy that we have, right? Yeah. And also the storage space. I don't worry about storage anymore. Nope. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We have moved a long way since you started your journey at DSM, right? Mm-hmm. And I can see that myself personally. What does a best-in-class organization that is excelling in digital look like? I don't know. Yeah? I don't know. And, and, and to be honest with you, I think um, to exploit the power of digital to the, the, the maximum... Um, I think it's different by industry and different by um, different by, mm-hmm. but by company. We're on a journey. Yeah. Um, we started slow, in my view. Although I'm always a little bit, you know, not satisfied. But uh, we started slow. We've made some phenomenal progress. Um, I think in the last twelve months, partly powered by the pandemic, and partly because we seem to have the stars have aligned, and we seem to have a good idea of where we need to get mm-hmm. to. And we have a phenomenal groundswell of understanding digital guides, digital movements, programs like our DNA program. So people are starting to understand what it can do so yeah. they can imagine it. And people are starting to grasp how we might get there. Yes. And that's quite powerful. Now, you spoke about the DNA program. What What is DNA about at DSM? Yeah, so um, DNA is a really, really interesting transformation program 
using some very modern ways of operating.、Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the word agile. I'll come back to it in a minute. So basically, in 2020, as a result of the pandemic, and our new CEOs, and our new strategy, the company strategy, we were really, really anxious to show. Or to prove if digital, as opposed to being an enabler of growth and productivity, as we had looked thought about it before, could it be a driver of growth and profitability? Now, there's a difference. If we were using digital before to enable growth and profitability, it was probably about making us more efficient as an organisation. If we wanted to see if digital would be a driver for growth and profitability, that was a little bit harder to prove. And what we decided to do was, instead of as most people do, they forecast the future, and to forecast when you forecast something, you start with the present and you forecast to the future. We used a technique called backcasting, and backcasting is where you take a point in the future and you come back to today.、Mm-hmm. And what we did is we imagined a DSM in twenty twenty five with. Digital deployed to the max. So, what could it look like in our customer interactions? What could it look like in our supply chain interactions? In our back office functions? In our manufacturing and technology? And we had a view. It's probably not wasn't right, but we had a future view.、Mm-hmm. And then, what we took that future view, we played it back year by year by year. What we would have to do year by year by year to deliver that future view in twenty twenty five. And we brought that back, and it got us to 2021. And guess what? Where we needed to start from in、yeah. 2021 wasn't where we were. Yeah. The gap there was too much. Sorry, of, there you go. There's a little bit of technology for you, Leanne. That was my、uh, Siri <laughs> on my watch. So we backcasted from 2025 to 2021, and we said,、mm, interestingly, we have a gap, but to get anywhere near the 2025 vision, we have to start now. Yeah. And we have to think big. We have to and、um, really start to deploy a program. And what came out of that was a program that we call Digital Nutrition Acceleration. Yeah. So that's the acceleration of digital in our nutrition business. Peter, as an expert in this field, what's coming up in the digital world that we are not aware of, and what can we do to prepare ourselves for what's coming? I think the essence of your question, which I'm not going to answer. Is is there some kind of technology out there that's going to disrupt us that I know about but you don't know about yet? So the answer is I don't know.、Yeah. However, we're still imagining a world with unlimited network,、mm-hmm. processor, and storage.、Yes. Remember our conversation earlier? Yes. Yeah. However, I do see, I do see virtual reality for once. Coming as a realistic workplace tool,、yeah. and let me tell you why. As part of the next normal hybrid working、um, piece of work that we did、mm-hmm. last year, we concluded that we needed a more compelling experience for people to immerse themselves in DSM. Whether you're applying for a job, 
whether you're onboarding, whether you're in the workforce, mm -hmm. and you want to know what we do and how we do it and how you connect around the world. We've had a, um, we've been running a proof of concept yeah. um, where we've developed a virtual employee experience using virtual reality. Ooh. And uh, I was lucky enough with uh, some leaders in nutrition over the last couple of days to start showing them what that could look like. So this immersive, fully immersive VR experience that gives you a tour of DSM. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Really, really good. So we get to see the sites... You would see sites. You would understand aspects of the business. You may see um, customer testimonials. You certainly would get to see things like a, one of one of the videos that we have, full three D, is sitting in the um, tracking car of the DSM Next cycling team. Oh wow! And you can see the cyclists passing by you, and you look around and you look up, and it's amazing to see what happens. But and really, really compelling and driving you towards getting really, really close to the company and understand what we're doing. Another 3D immersive experience we have is standing in a poultry farm with chickens all around you, for example, so that you get to understand, you know, at the end of the day, where our vitamins end up. Yeah. Really, really oh. super, super, really, really exciting. I can't wait to test this out. Yes. 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 Coming probably to a site near you soon with an Oculus Quest headset. Thanks, Peter. And one last question for our listeners out there. What can we do to prepare ourselves for digital? Like some tips that we can already start using in our day-to-day -day lives? If you have a smartphone, you're already on the journey. My advice is just be curious mm -hmm. and see how you can apply what you see in your everyday work or just in your everyday life. And if you're a little bit more than curious, do what you did. How can I become more engaged in our digital transformation? As opposed to it waiting to happen to me, how can I stay slightly ahead of the curve? Yeah. Digital guides, digital movements. Try and find out what's going on and then start connecting with people across the world. And there are other people like you with similar interests and similar concerns. The one thing I would say, but this is, you would expect me to say, this is easy advice to give, but very, very difficult for people to follow, is don't be scared of it. Mm -hmm. it you can't break it. You can't break it, but understand it. Understand yes. what it can do for you. Thank you so much, Peter, for those reassuring words for all of us out here. And um, how do you feel right now? Good, good, good. Good. Yeah. And yeah. you? How do you feel? Very good. Yeah. So thank you, Peter, for being here today. Thank you for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. Here's a quick recap on what we discussed in this episode. Firstly, digital can cause disruption, but it can also enable us. So why not use it to our advantage? Secondly, all of us play a part in digital transformation, whether we are aware of it or not. Lastly, being digitally curious will always help you to stay ahead of the curve. Remember what Peter said, don't be afraid of trying new things in the digital landscape because you can't really break it. Here's a learning nugget for you. One of the biggest topic right now is 5G. So what is it all about? Well, here's an extract from our DSM's 5G positioning white paper. 5G is the fifth generation of mobile networks, and it is expected to be one of the fastest wireless technologies ever created. 
5G wireless technology enables quicker downloads, such as downloading a 4K movie in seconds rather than minutes, and it hugely affects how you work and play. It greatly improves Internet of Things capabilities in connecting simple and complex devices to the Internet, which will boost industries like automation, autonomous driving, real-time system access, and so on. P.S. It doesn't give you coronavirus. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Learn FM. Don't forget to share what you have learned from this podcast with others. Because when we learn together, we grow together.